Good morning, church. Sorry I'm late. It is hard to greet and then pay attention to the clock because they took down that TV clock uh, that I used to use. So thanks for your patience. Uh, we are super excited for you to be here with us uh, in person, online. Whether it is today the 11th or you're watching online later, we're happy to be entering into your lives with the word of the Lord. And we're thankful that you're here with us. We do have a few announcements before we get started. So first of all, we are having our annual church meeting today after second service. Everyone is welcome to attend. We will be discussing this past year and the current state of our church. And then they put this one pretty early on, but this is the announcement that I am personally most excited about. This Thursday, April 15th, the youth group will be meeting in person here at at 7 p.m. So we've been doing Zoom for almost a year, and it'll be nice to see how tall some of these people are. <laughs> April 18th, we will be having a uh, joy lunch, the Just Older Youth. It will be held in the gym. Lunch will be provided, but please sign up online or let Miss Barb West know so that we can plan accordingly. April 28th will be the start of a monthly Ladies Craft Day. They will be meeting the last Wednesday of the month at Rosalie Pelham's house. I did read these before I showed up, I promise. From uh, 9 a.m. to noon, uh, so you can bring your own craft project to work on or you can make the craft that is provided. The first one is Polar Fleece Pajama Bottoms. For more information or to sign up, go online or uh, contact Janet Lathrop. April 30th, we will be starting a monthly men's breakfast. They will be meeting at Los Altos Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner the last Friday of the month, uh, and that will be at 8 a.m. So come and get to know other men from the home church. For more info, please talk to Ron Sherwood. May 6th, we will be starting Financial Peace by Dave Ramsey for anyone who would like to learn how to manage their money and get out of debt. The cost is $100, but the church will pay half. Um, I think Dave Ramsey would agree that's a good deal. We want everyone to have financial freedom, so please talk to uh, Mike Metzger if you are interested. May 8th, all ladies are invited to a Mother's Day brunch at Red Hawk Golf and Resort at 10 a.m. The price is $20 per person. Children are welcome also for $20. So come and enjoy a nice relaxing meal and celebrate all the women in our lives. You uh, can sign up and pay online or you can call the church office if you would like to attend that. June 25th to the 27th is our home away from home church retreat in Lake Tahoe. It's at the Zephyr Point Presbyterian Conference Center. Uh, so please come join your church family for a nice getaway. We'll be hearing God's word and enjoying some nice, relaxing time together. There might even be something special for the kids. That's not a might. It says will. I completely misread that. There's a guarantee. It's not a proposition. Uh, food is prepared by the conference center for pricing and to sign up, call the church office or go to our website. May 15th, we will be hosting an Aspire Women's event here at Home Church. It starts at 6 p.m. It's a $25 general admission, a $35 VIP, and $20 for groups of 10 or more. Uh, you must call the church office for the group rates. I assume you'll all pay $35 because to me, you're all very important people. 
Tickets are sold at the church office. Call the church office for more info. Uh, and we do have a short video for you to watch for this Aspire event. Ladies of Home Church, my name is Mia Kane, and I'm one of the co-founders and hosts of Aspire Women's Events. Our team is so excited to be heading to your church, and we can't wait to fellowship with all of you. Aspire is a one-night event full of laughter, learning, stories, and music to encourage you and equip you. It's a girls' night out with time together to be encouraged and to encourage one another. And we all know that we need that now more than ever. On May 15th in Sparks, join Bible teacher, author, and speaker Melissa Spolstra, comedian Kristen Weber with her laugh-out-loud humor and musical parodies, and music by singer-songwriter Jamie Jim Goshen. Hi, I'm Melissa Spolstra, and I'm one of the Bible teachers with Aspire Women's Events, and I just love to open God's Word, to get together with other women and to see what God, through His Spirit and through His Word, has to say to each one of us personally. And man, life can just wear us down. We can start to forget some of the truths we know and want to discover other truths we haven't discovered yet in God's Word. So I hope you'll gather your friends. I hope you'll come and join us so that we can dig into God's Word together. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be coming to your city with the next Aspire event. I absolutely love getting to bring laughter um, to these events. And so I hope that you'll grab a friend and come and join us when we are there. Okay, see you soon. Hello, my name is Jamie. I am so thrilled to be part of the Aspire event. Worship is so near and dear to my heart, and I want to welcome you and invite you to come to an Aspire event and worship with us. We kick off the night with some high praise, with some worship that will just take your mind off of everything that's going on and set it on God. So come out and worship with us on the Aspire Women's Event. You don't want to miss it. One of our greatest joys has always been to create an opportunity for you to be able to invite your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers to hear real biblical truth, to be renewed, refreshed, and encouraged, and to laugh. Today we commit to this mission even more. We know how important truth is, and we know how deeply we all need to be connected to one another. Plus, who doesn't need a girls' night out? So, mark your calendar, gather the gals, and don't miss this one-night event. Aspire is a fun-packed, hope-filled night. It's an event that is also an opportunity for you to be able to invite your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers to hear real biblical truth, to be refreshed, to laugh. So gather. Don't you love that word? Gather. Gather the gals and bring them out to your home church as we bring Aspire to you. Get your tickets, and we'll see you there. So, ladies, come be a part of this great night. Gather the gals. Go be fishers of women. Thank you. All right, so, kids, stand up. All the kids stand up, stretch, and come on down for Miss Anita's lesson. Good morning, everybody. I know the kids know what my lesson's going to be about this week because they actually read their letters, and I gave them a hint. Have you guys ever played hide-and-seek? It's a fun game, isn't it? 
It's fun to try and find a really, really neat hiding place and see how long it takes for someone to find you. It wouldn't be very fun, though, if every time you hid someplace, the person looking for you was already there. That's not very fun. That would take the fun out of the game. Our story today is about a man who tried to hide from God, but he wasn't having any fun. He got tossed, splashed, gulp, 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 gulp. Jonah is the famous prophet who spent three days in the belly of a whale. That's what most people remember about the book of Jonah. But Jonah's message from God was even more amazing than surviving a cruise in a fish. It was a message of love and forgiveness to a people who were more sinful than you can imagine. The people of Nineveh were the enemies of Jonah's people. He would rather see God destroy them then forgive them. No wonder Jonah ran away. All of us make mistakes and do the wrong things sometimes. Some of us more than others. When you disobey or do the wrong thing, you are disobeying God. When you try to cover up what you did or lie about it or hide it, you're acting just like Jonah did in the Bible. You may be able to hide things from your parents and friends, but you can't hide them from God. The Bible says nothing in creation can hide from him. God is always watching over us. Some people think that God watching over us is a bad thing. They seem to think that God is just waiting for us to mess up. Nope, not true. God sees you when you mess up, and he still loves you. When you are scared about something, Instead of running away and hiding, God wants you to come to him and ask him for strength to face up to your fears. And when you do something wrong, instead of trying to forget about it or hide it, God wants you to talk to him about it. We need to remember to thank God because we don't ever have to hide or be alone. Now, fish come in all sizes. We've got little fish, and we've got a blue fish that you're going to meet today along with Jonah in class. I think this one's not quite as big as it was with Jonah when he was hiding in it, but it still is a big fish. And we need to wonder, I wonder what Jonah ate inside the fish. Did he eat seaweed? Did he eat fish parts? Ooh. Come to second service and find out. And you guys have a good day. I love first service because we get a lesson before a lesson. It's like two sermons for us. All right, we are about to enter our time of giving and worship. So as always, we'd like to thank everybody who has been faithful in your tithes and offerings. And we ask that you continue that faithfulness uh, as we're starting to come out of some of this stuff as well and, and getting to meet in person more and, and getting to gather up a little bit more. 
Um, as we go into this, um, we do have three ways that you can uh, give your tithes and offerings. We do have a box in the back of the sanctuary that has uh, envelopes you can drop in. You can mail in a check, or you can just go online, uh, homechurchnv.org. Click on the Give tab, and it'll take you to uh, the place where you can enter everything in. As we go into this time, though, if we would bow our heads, and we'll enter a time of prayer. Lord, we thank you today for the opportunity to gather under your name and for the opportunity to hear your word and to be brought together with our worship team to worship you. We thank you for all of the blessings that are going on in our lives. and We want to thank you for all of the trials and tribulations that are helping shape us into images, images of your son and more complete image bearers of you. We ask that you be with everybody in this congregation, online and in person, as we worship and as we hear Pastor Carlos's sermon today, to take something out of this, to listen with open hearts, and to learn more fundamental truths about you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Good morning, church. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's lift our hands to our King as we worship.
Presence. 
Forever. 
excited this morning. Uh, we'd like to welcome Marlene to the worship team. Amen. God is moving. Who's ready to wake up in the land of glory? I know I am. Thank you. 
church for a moment. When I wake up in the land of glory, it's more than just a song. It's going to happen. And my hope and prayer is that you're all, we are all together that day. When I wake up in the land of glory with the saints, I will tell my story. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment that we have to come together to worship you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would speak to every heart, encourage every life in this place. Let it be a reminder of where we're headed. We are pilgrims passing through this place to someday see you. And I pray, Lord, through everything that has happened this week, uh, major things on certain people's plates, that we would just lay that all aside and take this moment and focus on you. Because you deserve that, Lord. (laughs) You deserve that time, Lord. You are a jealous God, and you say, uh, I I want your time. I want you. So, Lord, we take all those distractions, all those things, uh, the bills, the, 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 the children, everything that has been going on. We, we lay all that aside, and this right now, we focus on you. And we pray, God, that you would move your mighty hand on every situation in this place. And uh, Lord, we, we want to pray especially for uh, someone this morning who's backslidden in their heart, somebody who's walked away from you, Lord. Uh, they might be coming to church, Lord, but their heart is cold. And Lord, we pray that you would draw them near uh, while we're still breathing. We thank you for what you're going to do ahead of time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Amen. Who's ready for the word this morning? Amen. It's so good to see your faces. Uh, Many of you I haven't seen in quite some time, and I just want to say welcome uh, back. Thank you so very much for coming this morning. Um, I want to start off with just this little story I heard about a man who uh, went to heaven, and St. Peter escorted him uh, down this long highway filled with clocks. Uh, There was this hallway with a lot of clocks, uh, and the hands on the clock clocks were moving at different speeds. Uh, And uh, Peter explained, every person on earth has a clock. And when they sin, the clock ticks. The man saw a clock barely moving. He said, whose clock is this one? St. Peter looked and said, oh, that's that's Billy Graham's clock. It's barely moving. He saw another clock. He said, wow. This one's like not even moving at all. Who's, whose clock is this one? He said, oh, that's, that's Mother Teresa's clock. He's like, wow, it looks like it's not even working. He said, as they continue walking, curiously, may I see my clock? Peter said, yeah, we keep yours in the office. We use it as a fan. <laughs> so j- just... Just for your information, I know there's somebody out there saying, I didn't read that part in the Bible. Is there clocks? There's no clocks. Well, I'm sure there might be, but there's 
no time. Amen. That's a whole other thing. But let me let me uh, share this story with you as we uh, as we go into uh, this morning. Uh, there's a story about a man, true story, about a, about a, about a man named King, Kim Sung uh, Young. Uh, when he was uh, young, his wife died, and uh, so he buried his wife at a very young age. Him and his young children were very depressed, crying every day. Uh, Every day, they, um, it was just a very depressing time for him and the young children. And all of a sudden, one day, he felt like a sword went through his back. And um, he fell. And really what happened is he had a massive heart attack. A telegram came through to the Asian islands. And uh, who remembers the telegram days? Don't say amen. We'll know how old you are. <laughs> telegram came through. His family said, please organize funeral party. The doctor issued a certificate of death to the family. Uh, his pastor, who's telling us this story, said, uh, said right after they clothed him, uh, they're getting ready to put him in the casket. They're combing his hair, and they put him in. Uh, right when they're doing this, they're singing songs, and suddenly Kim Sung rose up from the casket, and all the ministers ran out of the house. <laughs> and uh, the story says that they ran out of the house, and they were so frightened. Uh, he was sitting straight up in his casket, waving at them to come in. And then uh, no minister wants to, or pastor would want to admit this, but I guess the ministers were saying, you go first. No, you go first. I'm not going in there. Uh, and uh, he was very angry. He said it like this. I'm not dead person. Why you bury me? And they said, no, you were really dead. Doctor issued a death certificate for massive heart attack. And then Kim Sung told the story, he said, when he felt like his sword went through his heart. He said at that moment, he saw three stars falling from the sky. And when the stars came near, he said they were three angels. And the angel said, Kim Sung, let's go home. Two angels took his side, one angel was leading the way. And while they were going up, he can see his body lying on the floor. He said it was a super highway to heaven, moving very, very fast. He said he took escalator uh, to heaven. As he's going to heaven, he says he asked the angel, how long? And the angel said, one day. Finally, he arrives to this huge universe, so bright so gorgeous, so beautiful. He said it was the new Jerusalem. Who's ready to see the new Jerusalem? He said it was new Jerusalem. He said doors open and Jesus standing there welcomed me. Angels singing hallelujah. He said he saw King David and he saw Stephen and he wanted to talk to so many people all at the same time and he caught Stephen and he said, Stephen, 
Were you hurt when they stoned you? What did it feel like? And Stephen said, I couldn't feel anything. I didn't, there was, my eyes were fixed on Jesus. I didn't feel any pain. He was fascinated. He, he said he, he was walking and there was rivers with trees all around and fruit from the trees. People were grabbing them and eating from the tree, eating from the vine. He said there was fragrance in the air, the music. And he said all of a sudden they came to this big auditorium, the biggest auditorium, he said, I've ever seen. He said there was millions and millions of people worshiping God. He said there was peace and joy, happiness, unspeakable. He said he couldn't see God because it was so bright. And Jesus told him, Kim Sung, you can't stay here too much longer. He said, my wife died five days ago. I'm, may I see her? Jesus said, yes. The reason why you're here is because of your wife. Kim Sung looked scared. <laughs> Jesus took him to, he says, glorious mansion. He said, the doors opened and his wife was walking out. He said she was so beautiful. He said she had garment, beautiful garment, garment that he could not afford on earth. That she looked so precious. He said, he said, Pastor, she was beautiful. He said, I went to go give her a hug, and, and she told me, No, no, Kim, I cannot hug you. You still belong to earth. I cannot hug you yet. She said, I asked Jesus to bring you here temporary because our children and you have been very sad. Jesus heard my prayer. She looked at her husband, she said. Tell the children that their mother is more alive here than on earth. I'm very happy here. Oh, and tell the boys, she said, tell the boys that they are gonna grow up to be ministers and to preach the gospel of Jesus and that they will be persecuted, but tell them to never give up for their reward is waiting for them here. I am waiting for them here. Jesus said, Kim Sung, we must be leaving soon. He said, Jesus, please, may I see my house? May I see my future home? And Jesus said, I believe we might have a little time. He said, as they were going to see his house, he said he saw a lady that died years past that everyone forgot about. He said this lady was always cleaning the church, doing dirty chore. And he said he saw her house and it was a huge, big mansion that he's never seen in his life. So big. And then he said he saw another gentleman who had higher rank in the church. Big pastor, he said. He looked at his house and it was a very small house. 
And then he says they get to his house. And they're walking and all of a sudden there's no roof. There's no, there's no windows. He's scared. Jesus, where's my roof? Where are my windows? And Jesus said, told him, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, You see, you have much to do on earth. We are getting material to complete your house. Then we will call you when it's time. Then one of the angels told him, you got to go now. Your friends are about to bury you. (laughs) It's time. I say that to say this. Um, There's heaven to gain and hell to avoid. Last week we spoke about how Jesus went to the cross and he rose from the grave and he is alive. But it didn't stop there. As we finish Luke, we're going to go to Luke 24. If you can turn to Luke 24 with me, please. Luke 24, we'll read uh, verse 50. The ascension of Jesus, Luke 24, 50 right here, it says, Jesus, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. What a beautiful sight to see. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. I don't know about you, but what a glorious thing to, to, to have seen. One, you see your Savior, your Lord, coming from the dead, but now you're seeing him go back to heaven, and you know they had to be thinking of everything Jesus did, Everything they went through, wow, can you, can you believe we doubted? Can you believe, wow, look what happened, look what, but you know that there was one thing that was always on their mind, and you go back to John chapter 14, and it says, when Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself so that where I am, you also may be. Heaven is going to be a perfect place. When I say the word heaven, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Heaven. Home, Jesus, heaven, heaven. I hope it's not harps and clouds. Heaven. I don't want to go too far into this, but I was, I might even do a Bible study on heaven. Matt, remind me on this because I don't know if you know, but heaven is going to be an amazing place. It says right here that 
just Jerusalem itself, Jerusalem, is going to be the new city, uh, the new capital. It'll be the capital city. And it says it will be larger than India by two, two million square miles. Uh, these measurements are, are meant to be literal since they are described as man's measurements. Even more astounding than the size at the base is the height that is also least uh, 14,000 miles, Revelations 21:16. This goes well beyond Earth's atmosphere and into space. If a building in the city is high and has generous uh, 12 feet per story, the building would be over 600,000 stories. I don't know about you, but that's a tall building. Um, to give you a better idea just how big the New Jerusalem is, uh, here are some pictures, and I, I don't have them. I don't have them on the screen, but th that's just one city. Jerusalem is going to be, it, it, the New Jerusalem is going to be massive. The streets will be paved with gold. The gates are pure pearl. I don't know if you can comprehend that, but the things that we wear and we value here on this earth we'll be walking on. Heaven is going to be an, an amazing place. The Bible tells us more about what will not be there than it does about what will be there. The Bible says there will be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more crying. As, as, as cute as she sounds, there'll be no more of that. Her mom said, praise Jesus. No more dying, no more pain. I believe the Bible gives us all we need to know for the human mind to comprehend, to understand, because what I do know leaves me in wonder. It, it gets me kind of tripping out. I'm, I, I get a little... It's, I believe God has purposely kept back some things about heaven from us. When the Apostle Paul took his journey to heaven, he said, I don't know whether I was in my body or out of my body, 2 Corinthians 12, 24, 2 through 4. But he said, I, I was caught up into paradise and I saw things, unutterable things, unlawful to declare. God told Paul, Paul, what you saw here is a secret. You better keep your mouth shut. Wouldn't that be cool to God to have that much trust in you? Because I know if I would have went to heaven, I would have told the whole world, you're not going to believe what I saw. Paul says, I saw things that are, I, I can't describe. There are some things in heaven that that is amazing, unlawful to declare. God said, this is a secret. No wonder in the Apostle Paul's life, 1 Corinthians 2, he says, what no eye has seen and what no, what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. The Apostle Paul says, my Greek vocabulary could not describe what 
God let me see. No words here on this earth can describe what I saw in heaven. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. It explains why in Paul's life he would say things like, it's better to go home with Jesus than to be here on earth. And I don't think Paul was saying it in a way where he was like, excuse my language, earth stinks. But I believe Paul is going, look, um, this this life that we live for Christ is worth it. The persecution, the, the sometimes it's not easy being a Christian. It's, any, it's easy for anybody to drive an airplane through two buildings to get nine versions, but for someone like Paul to suffer the way he did, how many know how Paul died? He suffered. You got to wonder what did he see? That would make it all worth it. Paul suffered. What did he see that said it's worth it? There's someone here this morning. You want to give up on serving the Lord. You love the Lord. You love God. But there's someone here this morning. The Spirit of the Lord is quickening me to remind you is don't give up. Don't give up. Keep moving forward for God. Because how I many you know uh, we're not promised tomorrow? You know, um, I've been to many funerals in my life, and I've heard many eulogies um, through the years. And every time I hear this again, there's nothing wrong with it, but I always kind of like shake my head and smile. I don't want to be disrespectful. But uh, I, I just, <laughs> when they say, I know Fred is up there right now playing golf. It's like, is that the best we have? Fred is up there right now playing golf. I know right now she's knitting next to all her cats. All her kittens. You know, I, I know she's up there knitting. Uh, I want to make a statement. You know, why do we have to reduce the glories of heaven to earthly activities? And I want to make another statement. There will be nothing more fascinating than God when seeing him face to face. It's going to be incredible. The last thing I'll be thinking of is can I play golf? Think of all the people who have gone before us. Write this down. We don't have time to go into it. Hebrews 12, 22 through 23. Hebrews 12, 22, 23. Talks about the people who are going to be there. The Old Testament people who are going to be there. If I had to pick on somebody right now and ask you, who is that one person in the Old Testament you'd want to talk to? Matt? I know you're already thinking of a few. Well, who's that one person you want to speak to in heaven? You, you, the Old Testament. Moses. Amen. Moses. Hannah, what about you? Ruth. 
Ruth. Josh, what about you? Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> Makes sense. Mark, what about you, brother? Who's that person? Josh took my bubble of Caleb. Oh, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. Reuben, what about you, sir? Esther. Esther. Wow. The Old Testament people are going to be there. The questions that we have here on this earth about now and then questions that we have about the Bible, we'll, be, we'll, we'll get it first, we'll get it right from their lips. We won't need to watch the, the Ten Commandments. With the awesome acting that was in there. We, 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 can, we can get it from them first, firsthand. The Old Testament saints will be there. I, I know I'm going to ask David. What size was that stone that took down Goliath? Like the, the simple things, you know? The, the New Testament saints will be there. Paul and Silas and Peter, the disciples are going to be there. And I can see, I can see me and my wife and my children, and I can picture a, 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 you as well there, and we're, we're in heaven, we're walking through, and all of a sudden, my wife and I are on a journey, and we're in the presence of God Almighty, and now we see somebody who we haven't seen in many years. I could see my wife saying, honey, there's our baby. Remember that time when we lost her or him? That's her. There he is. The people who've been praying for us, the people who've been watching us, don't give up, don't quit. They'll be waiting for us at the gates. Can you imagine how glorious that day is going to be? Heaven. Like the song says, I got a mother over there where Jesus is. It's going to be amazing because you're going to know them not for their mistakes and all this stuff here on earth. You're going to know them for who and how Christ meant for them to be. I get this question a lot too. Am I going to Am I going to be me in heaven? Am I going to know it's me or am I going to know? Yes, we're going to know each other in heaven. I'm not going to walk up to Ted and say, hey, sir, how are you? What's your name? I'm going to say, Ted Clark. I was going to say, you made it. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> Ted Clark. We're here. We're here. Sometimes when you're preaching, you've got to be careful what you say, you know. <laughs> He's probably thinking, you made it. Wow. <laughs> Job says, I will see him. Job says, I will see him as myself. We're going to be us. <coughs> Kenny, you're going to be Kenny. Sharon, you're going to be Sharon. It's, 
it's hard to preach on heaven. There was a famous preacher who said, I, I, I can't preach on heaven because I can't do it, I can't do it justice. It's, it's really hard to, to preach on heaven, but I just have to because this is a real place that we are all going to. There was a little girl who was blind and she had never seen. So a surgeon believed that he could restore her sight. The parents were willing. They did the surgery. Her eyes were bandaged. And the time came to remove the bandage. And so she, uh, he took off the bandage and she was able to see. Those precious little eyes saw for the first time. As she opened her eyes, she saw her mother and her father for the first time. She saw her mother crying for the first time. She went to the window, she looked outside, and she saw grass. But she didn't just see grass, she saw green grass. She looked up at the sky, and she saw the, not just the sky, but she saw the blue sky with clouds. She looks at the flowers, and she doesn't just see the flowers. She's, she sees all these pretty and beautiful colors. And she sees her dad and her mom full of joy. She says, Daddy, Daddy, why didn't you tell me it was so beautiful? Mommy, why didn't you tell me it was so beautiful? Her mom crying with tears of joy, said, I tried to tell you, but you had to see it for yourself. I believe when we get to heaven, we're going to be saying something very similar. Daddy, daddy, why didn't you tell me? There are people in my life, I've had doubts who have gone before me, but why do you tell me they're here? Why do you tell me this place was so beautiful? He's going to say, I, I tried to tell you. But you just, you wouldn't be able to comprehend. I tried to tell you, like, you know, th you value gold. And so I said, there are going to be streets of gold. Walls of jasper. This place is going to be beautiful. I tried to tell you. You just had to see it for yourself. I believe Jesus is going to say, I didn't really want to tell you honestly everything because I didn't want you to serve me just for what I could give you. I was hoping my life laid down would be enough for you to want to love me and know me and serve me. Worship me. I was hoping my body laid down would be enough. Revelations 21, as I get ready to close, it says, this is John, he's one of the disciples. He's, he has a vision. Um, straight from the Spirit of God, he wasn't on PCP or anything else. See, this is, came from God right here. He says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. 
I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who has seated on the throne said, this is amazing, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this, and I will be their God. They will be my children. But... The cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. There is heaven to gain and hell to avoid. Let's bow our heads. As I close, you know her as Cinderella. She lives in a painful set of circumstances. She has an abusive stepmother, stepsisters, hated uh, by them. She lives in neglect and rejection, heartache, taking care of their needs with no thanks. But one day, all of a sudden, supernaturally, some things changed. A chariot, a dress, and a ball. Where she fell in love with the prince, and the prince fell in love with her. Her life was different because she met the son of a king. But after a few moments, she had to go back to the real world where she lived and had to go back to where she had the same stepmother, the same stepsister, the same hard work, the pain and rejection because she became physically separated from the prince. But what was really cool about this story, the prince never forgot about Cinderella. 
He went all over to find the one foot that the glass slipper would fit. And he came and he found Cinderella and he put the slipper on her foot. And the, the end of the story reads, and they lived happily ever after. The son of a king came for her, captured her, he rescued her, came to where she lived, and they lived forever together, nothing but happiness. One day, one day, church, to all those who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, one day who on this earth have been suffering, have been going through things, trials, tribulations, one day... You have met the prince, but that prince has not forgotten about you. He is coming back for his bride. He has prepared a place for you and I. And when he comes back, he's going to take you. And you, by his grace and mercy, are going to have a happily ever after. question is, is have you been washed by the blood of the lamb is your citizenship here on this earth or is your citizenship in heaven are your treasures here on this earth or are your treasures in heaven is your focus heaven because nothing amazing, nothing extraordinary here can compare to what's waiting for us there. Amen. I want to take this time as you're sitting and to reflect on your life and what God has done. And reflect on the people who have gone before us and how you will be seeing them again. As we sing out this song, and my prayer is that you can just have some alone time with God and pray. Meditate on his goodness. Meditate on these words of this song. As we sing, turn your eyes upon Jesus.
your heads with me, church. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. Jesus is not living in my heart. I've walked away. I've, I'm backslidden into my heart and my spirit. And maybe there's somebody to hear this morning. You're, you're upset with somebody. Maybe, maybe somebody's hurt you and you just can't forgive them. But you say this morning, Pastor, I, I need to let this go. This is, this, is, this is in the way of my relationship with God. Maybe this morning, uh, you have trust, there's some trust issues, and you say, I, I just, I can't see me giving my heart to anything, but the Lord is here this morning, and he's calling on you, while the, the, the blood is still warm in your veins, he's calling your name, and he's saying, he's saying, they got nothing to lose, uh, I gave my life, and he, he rose from the grave, and he's ascended unto heaven, and he's here, he's preparing a place for you, and he says, come home, come back home with me. He wants to take you, and that's you this morning. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. No one's looking around. This is between you and God. You say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. Pray for me. Raise your hand. God spoke to you this morning. God sees that hand. Amen. God sees that hand. Anybody else? God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Anybody else? God sees that hand. God sees these hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand this morning. Let's stand. Whether you rose your hand or not, whether you whether you physically raised your hand, we're all going to pray this prayer if you would pray with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. How many of you know we're all sinners and we all need a Savior? Amen. None of us in this place are perfect and we need God in this place. Bow your heads with me as we pray this prayer of repentance. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin, for I am a sinner who needs a Savior. I believe in you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died and you rose again. You ascended into heaven, preparing a place for me. Dear God, help me to be who you called me to be in this life that I may live with you forever. I repent of my sin. Forgive me in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, uh, not yet. Look, 
I'm not ready to go yet. But like Paul said, it's better to be with him than here on this earth. But while we're here, can we reach as many people as possible through our life, through our lifestyle, through the way we talk? Can we reach as many people as possible until that day? Can we do that? Amen. Amen. Brother Mark, could you please come down and say a prayer, say grace over us as you can maybe take the mic. Please, let's all bow our heads as a brother Mark uh, closes us in prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you for what you have promised us in heaven. Lord, uh, it's an amazing place that you've prepared. And, and each person that accepts you, Lord, is invited and graciously welcomed into that place. Lord, and I just ask, Lord, that you would allow us to live a life that's worthy of you, that we would be your hands and feet here on earth, that we would touch lives, that we would move and uh, just touch people as we go forward from this place today, Lord. Um, let us show your love, be your light, draw people to you so they, they too can experience heaven, Father. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thank you.